Welcome to Finding Certainty with your host and U.S. Army veteran, Patrick Lang. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Patrick and his expert guests how to attract more certainty into your business and your life. Now, here is your host, Patrick Lang. Welcome to Finding Certainty. Beautiful uh, Friday morning outside. I'm here in Henderson, Nevada, as you may know. And we've been getting a little bit of rain the last 48 hours. It's been uh, really interesting, the weather across America. I have a friend of ours, a member of our team, who is in uh, Kansas. And it was 16 degrees below zero about two weeks ago. And just this week, it was in the, I think, the 60s. And you know, it seems like it's happening all over the country. We've gone from really cold weather to really warm weather to lots of rain to, I don't know if it's El Nino or global warming or whatever the case might be, but it's been interesting. Today's show is unique. It's one of those that I think, uh, one, I'm going to really enjoy sharing with you, and two, I think it's a really important topic that we're going to discuss. Now, you've heard me talk in the past that the first Friday of each month, for the next foreseeable future, I'm going to be doing a monologue versus having a guest on the show. I found myself wanting to say more, wanting to share more. There's topics that I want to unpack and and ideas I want to um, you know, peel away the layers of. I talk a lot with my team about peeling back the leaves of the artichoke to get to the heart. Well, each of the topics that I'm going to be sharing with you over the next several um, several months, I've actually got 36 months worth of, of um, topics already planned out. They're all alphabetical. Um, but over the next 36 months, these are topics that I feel like are really important in our search for, in our quest to have more certainty in our lives, okay? They may change a little bit as we go along, but uh, I'll continue to keep them alphabetical. Last, last month we had A is for accountability. I think accountability is one of the most important uh, attributes or characteristics in our lives when it comes to finding and creating and developing more certainty in our life. If we can't be accountable, if we can't keep asking ourselves the questions like, what else can I do? If we, can, if we can't avoid allowing ourselves to fall into victim patterns, I don't think we will ever truly achieve peace of mind, or in other words, certainty. So the topic today, though, if you've read the description, is B is for balance. I believe that balance is one of the most important characteristics we can develop in our lives. And it's one of those that may seem a little bit anticlimactic or maybe um, maybe a, a bit of a catch-22, right? Because if you're trying to excel at something or trying to build a business, move forward through your career, or become good at anything, you're just trying to develop a habit or a skill, it seems that balance gets put on the back burner or it has to be able uh, to be able to achieve that goal. I know many of us can relate to this, trying to progress in our career, make a name for ourselves, accomplish a goal, or whatever the case might be. Unfortunately, 
balance is one of the first things to go. I know it has in 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 my life. I know that's occurred. I'm. It's actually something I struggle with. Maybe that's why I wanted to do the the monologue today, so I could analyze it and dissect it myself and ask some hard questions. But um, if you read in the episode description, I talk about how today's topic is one part analysis. It's one part commentary, but it's also one part self-reflection because it is something that I struggle with, but it is something I firmly believe is critically important. So when we talk about balance, how it usually goes out the window or gets put on the back burner because we're trying to accomplish these goals and we feel like we have to sacrifice. We feel like we have to pay the price to get there. First, let's talk a little bit about what it is. Okay, What does it mean to have balance in our lives? What does it mean when they say, uh, you know, we hear the saying moderation in all things? Um, why does it matter? How do we get there? Why do we care? Right? These are these are important questions. We're going to be uh, discussing them a little bit during the show today. I'm going to share a few stories, a few, a few lessons I've learned. Uh, one of my favorite books, I'll, I'll mention that to you as well. And... Uh, Let's together walk down this path and dissect a little bit about this deep, multi-layered subject called balance. So back to my question, moderation in all things. What does that mean? What is balance and how does it apply in our lives? Why does it matter? Why should we care? Okay, well, we've all heard the saying that no one ever said on their deathbed that they wish they spent more time at the office. We've heard the saying that you've never, you never see a, uh, or you've never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul on the way to the cemetery. And th those are kind of, uh, you know, common statements, I guess, a little bit of, uh, you know, humorous statements, but there's a lot of truth in those statements. No one on their deathbed wished they spent more time out of balance. Most of them wished, and most of them are, are regretting that they didn't have a little bit more balance in their life. I saw a documentary recently, just uh, a, a quick segment of it. Had, didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw the preview, the trailer, and watched a few minutes of it. And it was a story about Sylvester Stallone. And I think it's called Sly is the name of the documentary on Netflix. But he was talking about how he, if he had to go back and do it all over again and build the career that he has as one of Hollywood's A-listers, obviously Rocky and Rambo and, and all the other things he's done, you know, he, he really paid the price to get to where he did. Nobody wanted to hire him. He, he wrote Rocky Nobody thought he could be an actor. He has this funny accent, kind of slurs his words. You know, he's just big, big, you know, tough guy. But just nobody saw him as a Hollywood hopeful. But he knew that it was what he was supposed to do. And obviously, we know the story. He went on and and uh, ex accepted the role in Rocky. Insisted on it. In fact, he uh, he said he wouldn't sell the script without him being in the lead role. And 
he literally had to work almost for free to get that to happen. And it was a it was an, a, a really smart move. It was a move that changed his entire life. And obviously went on to win the Oscar. I mean, the list goes on and on. But but in this documentary, and I've seen I've heard him say it on more than one occasion, he said, if I had to go back and do it over again, I would change some things. I would change how I approached it. I would change how I prioritized my life. I would change where my family came, my my relationships. He said, those are the things you take with you. Those are the only things that truly matter when it all comes down to it, is who's with you and how connected, how bonded, and how, how um, prioritized you are in each other's lives. And I, I, I completely agree. I've seen good and bad examples of it throughout my life. You know, as I look back at my, my uh, grandparents, um, I had really great examples with my, uh, both my mother's parents and my father's parents who made time for each other, who took time to get away together, to, to give service together. To, I remember as a kid, we used to go on what we call Grammy days, where we'd go on these little outings with my grandparents, my, my mom's parents. And, and they were really good examples to me of a not just a person, but a couple who worked together to make sure balance, connection, and family time was a part of our lives. And even though it's been 50 years, and I was five, six, maybe 10 years old, when we went on those adventures, they are indelibly imprinted in my mind. And they weren't all the time. It was once a year, twice a year, maybe. But those are some of the experiences and the memories that stand out, even though it's been half a century since they happened. That says something, I believe, about how important those types of uh, efforts and experiences and those types of, um, of balanced activities are in our lives. So moderation in all things, what does it mean? Well, there's obviously differences. There's differences between balance and being out of balance. There's difference between being able to prioritize things and letting things slip and even become addictions. You know, those are really the two ends of the spectrum. One is fully balanced, prioritized, focused on those things most important. The other end is when anything, be it work, school, study, a hobby, food, drugs, when anything grows out of balance, it can actually become an addiction, actually consume our lives. Uh, there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. Even even something that's great like um, education can become an addiction. It, be, it can get out of balance. In my opinion, even food, even time together can become out of balance. You think, well, there's no such thing as uh, too much time. I, I think there is. I think sometimes as a couple or as family or as friends, we can we can let we can swing too far the other direction where we're trying to have balance, trying to make these a priority, but we let priorities in our lives, like our work, our job, our health, our finances, et cetera, suffer because 
we've swung too far in the in the opposite direction. There is such a thing as being out of balance in our balance. And so ultimately it comes down to doing anything in excess, in my opinion. Okay. Um, even good things, right? I know, um, I mean, there, there may be a few exceptions. I, I don't know if you can do too much service, somebody who loses themselves in serving others and giving of themselves. Um, you know, that's, that's pretty hard to top, but, but if you give so much to others that you're neglecting your loved ones, you're neglecting your health, you're neglecting your finances, your uh, future, maybe even then that can become an addiction or it can become um, an activity that is done in excess. It's, it, it can become too much. So, you know, I, I mentioned at the beginning that I'm, I'm not very good at this. Okay. This is one of the reasons I wanted to do this topic so I could unpack it a little bit and, and talk about it and, and, and really just self-reflect, right? Really analyze why it's important and how we can get better at it. See, personally, I have a bit of an addictive personality. I don't do anything uh, just halfway. Okay. I, that's why I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I don't gamble. Even though I live here in Vegas, uh, we like the shows and the food, and and that's about it. I, I, I don't, and I have never gotten into those things that I knew could get me in trouble. Largely because I knew if I did, I w would do it to excess. Um, I did. I did that with sports. I do that with business. I do that with my work. I do that with play. I, I, I really don't do anything halfway. And so maybe it's a little bit of a lazy approach. Uh, I know that I'm not good at it, so I'll just avoid it, you know, but that is one strategy. It is one approach that can help you in your lives. It's, it's as they say, um, being selective and being cognizant of where your weaknesses are. I heard a story years ago about to a stagecoach drivers and they were both applying for a job. Okay. And one of those drivers, um, they were driving along a cliff. There's this narrow road and it was rutted and there's a big drop off to the side. And, and he, sh he wanted to show the, um, the employer people he was hiring for just how good of a driver he was. So he drove right next to the edge. I mean, half the time the wheel was was literally hanging halfway off the cliff as he went around the bends and drove down this road. And he just wanted to show them just how good of a driver he was, how, how risky he could be, but yet come through at the other end. The second driver drove as close to the wall as he could. He was several feet away from the edge. He was almost hitting the wall or the cliff on the other side, the mountain above him, because he was so close to it as he drove along that path. Well, ultimately, they hired the driver who was most risk-adverse. He was the driver who was safest. They weren't looking for somebody who was out of balance or someone who wanted to be right on the edge and 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 prove his you know, just how risky he could be. And they want they they ended up hiring the driver who was just the opposite. There's an interesting lesson in that because, as I said, in my case, I I avoid those things that I know can become addictive. Uh, I, I struggle with things like work and late hours. 
maybe even, you know, if I start watching Netflix, it's hard for me to turn it off. You know, maybe it's a discipline thing. Maybe it's a personality flaw, whatever the case might be. But I have to set safeguards in place because I just know where my tendencies lie. I know where my weaknesses lie. I'm more like the driver who stayed far away from the edge because I don't even want to risk falling off and going down that, that hill. I know that it's a vicious cycle. I know that there's a snowball effect. If you take the first step, you start to go, you start to roll, you're going to get pick up speed and it's going to get worse. If you never take that first step, you're much less likely to have a catastrophic outcome. So I, I never drink because I know that I'd be an alcoholic. I, I've never done drugs. Never, not once in my life, never even smoked marijuana because I knew that I'd probably like it. I'd probably do it to excess and probably end up with a problem. You know, even here in Vegas, I have to be careful about going, you know, going out, out to eat too much. There are great restaurants here. I know I could do it to excess if I tried, even without trying. Shows are fantastic. There's so much talent and, and glitz and glamour and appeal. We love the music. We love the, the acrobats, Cirque du Soleil, et cetera, et cetera. But even then, we do it in moderation. I believe there's true value, strength, and character in approaching your life in one in this way, with a life of moderation, a life of of balance, I believe there's true power in it because you you become the master of your life rather than letting your life your life control you. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about why that matters, how we get there, etc. When I come back, if you're interested in learning more, don't go away. It's we're up against our first break already. Uh, have a chance for our advertisers to look at you and for you to look at them. But uh, come back. We're going to talk about why it's so important and how do we get there. This is Patrick Lang on Finding Certainty. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty. T-E-A-M, like Mary.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero-cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888-684-3122 to learn more today. 
That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. So I was talking um, briefly on the break about Sylvester Stallone, how he is one of the top artists in, in his field, definitely an A-lister. He's made millions of dollars, had multiple successful franchises, and won several awards, even even Oscars. And, and yet he says, as he looks back on it, that he would have done it differently. Now, obviously, 2020 hindsight, we all say, I would have done this differently, I would have done that differently, and, and we probably would have if we knew what we know today, right? However, most of us are making it up as we go along. We're figuring it out as we as we experience it. And so the challenge with balance and, and with really any, uh, any um, goal in our life, any habit or characteristic is that it's happening as we're experiencing it. And it's usually happening by default. It's not by choice. You know, our subconscious mind controls so much of what we do. It's a, it's a fraction um, of our decisions and, and choices and so forth that we're, you know, actually actively consciously making they, they give the example of the the huge iceberg and a little you know 10 percent sticking out and that's our conscious mind and so so much that happens in our lives happens to us happens with you know in spite of us or it's happening uh, i say by default but it's happening automatically as we experience and grow and learn and uh, kind of make mistakes as we go along. Now, obviously, if we have good mentors, we have those who've, who've trod the path before us and can lead us and help us avoid the same mistakes they've made and help us find shortcuts and so forth. That, that's a really important piece of all of this. If we want to get better at something, find someone who's good at it and learn from their experience. But um, I do believe that more often than not, things happen in our lives whether it's getting out of that out of balance or or uh, you know a challenge turning into a a problem turning into an addiction it happens not because we chose it and it doesn't just happen because it's automatic it happens because we are not actively thinking about what's happening we're not we're not cognizantly asking ourselves where am i at where am i going how do i want to get there I think one of the most important skills or talents when it comes to habits and characteristics is to proactively think about it, okay? To proactively stop and not just have 20-20 hindsight, but have midsight and foresight. While we're going through things, we keep asking questions. I talked about accountability last week. I talked about one of the most important questions is to ask, what else can I do? I think... One of the most important questions when it comes to balance is how am I doing? And if we don't like what we see, we don't like the answer, we backpedal 
we stop, we maybe turn around, or at least we slow down. So I speak from experience. Okay, I I had a um, a unique experience as a young man uh, in our family. We started a, a business that my mom and her best friend started, and um, it was a consulting business. Uh, they consulted business professionals on how to make a good impression for a job interview, what colors to wear, how to dress, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Well, they franchised this business, and it grew rapidly across the country. They even had uh, a few franchisees overseas. Well, well, this was a business that kind of took on a life of its own, right? It went from our garage to a small office to a very large office in downtown Salt Lake City to franchisees all over the country. And we experienced it. We were in the throes of it. We were working as a family business and, and I was helping as, even as a young man and my my mom and her partner and my dad and 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 her partner's husband, they, they all just got drawn into this business. And very quickly, we got out of balance. And it wasn't until my my father got sick with a rare form of meningitis. We spent about a year with him in the hospital and he was in a coma for a while. He had a couple of brain surgeries. It wasn't until then that we stopped as a family and realized how out of balance we had gotten. We were making good money, but we never saw each other. We took the occasional vacation, but we didn't eat family dinner together nearly as often as, as we wish we had. And once again, it wasn't because we chose to get out of balance or let the business consume us. It wasn't because that's what we wanted. I think it's because we didn't stop and ask, what can we do to change? And, and to be fair, my parents are wonderful parents. They, they, they love their kids. They were great examples. I, I learned so many great, great, uh, things from them. And I think looking back on it, they would say, yeah, we, we did see what was happening. We were concerned about it. We, we just didn't know what to do about it. Right. And a lot of the time that's, that's what happens, right? It's happening to us so fast and so quickly that we're, we're, we're drowning in the process. We, we get caught up in it. We have a new career perhaps, and, and we want to make a good impression. We're trying to move up and make a name for ourselves. And there's demands and, and deadlines and quotas and you know, a boss hanging over our heads and so forth and so on. And we just get sucked in despite our desires to, to keep our family a priority, to stay healthy, to maybe have a, have a life, you know, you know, play that, you know, go fishing once in a while or whatever the case. Maybe we just get sucked in. Okay. I wrote a paper um, for college, you know, for my college English class, my freshman English class about our experience because we ended up selling the business to help pay off my dad's medical bills to get away. They went back to work for the, the church and for the university. And I wrote this paper called From Rags to Riches and Back Again. And in the paper, I talked about how meaningful it was just to go on a camp out as a family, just to eat dinner together as a family. I talked about how money was not nearly as important as time. I basically talked about how we learned the value of balance as a family 
in the throes, in the trenches, figuring it out as we went. It took a while, but I talked about how important that lesson was and those, those blessings, those benefits were. And it took us a while to figure it out. It had a deep impact on me. To this day, I am pretty vigilant about not letting work consume me, about making sure we take breaks, getting away, taking my wife to go somewhere. I say I'm not very good at balance, maybe on a daily basis, but monthly or bi-monthly or quarterly, I do try to get away and take her somewhere nice. Even if it's even if it's just a, a, a camp out or an overnight or go to, to go to visit family, I do try to incorporate balance into our business and our life. And a lot of it comes from that experience I had with our company, Chroma International. I, I don't want to make the same mistakes. I don't want to let my business consume my life and our life in the same way that ours did. So I'm grateful to my parents for that lesson. I'm grateful for even though it was hard and even though I was even angry about it for a while, I, I'm grateful for those lessons that I have now tried to pass on and teach to my kids. You know, today, everything I do, I remember that. I try to keep it in mind. I try to, I try to do better, as we all do, than the generation before. And we want our kids to do better than we did, right? Ultimately, what I learned is that it, nothing is more important than time. Uh, nothing is important, more important than relationships. And I'm not talking about the relationship with your boss or with your job. I'm talking about the relationship with those who matter. Maybe you're married, maybe you aren't, maybe you have children, maybe you don't, but you do have friends, you do have family, you have those that you can serve, you have those that are important to you. And if you miss out on them, miss out on those relationships, I truly believe that you will regret it someday. But we have to be careful. If we're not careful, it will invariably slip away. We have to be mindful of the someday syndrome. You know, someday I'll have the money, I'll have the freedom, I can, I can slow down. I believe that's a, that's a risk. I believe it's dangerous to think like that. That's like the, the wagon driver who's driving along the edge of the cliff, just too cocky, maybe too arrogant, too blind to realize how dangerous that is. You know, we've all heard about, you know, businesses like multi uh, marketing businesses or multi-level marketing businesses or others who say, just have a three-year plan, just kill yourself for three years and then you'll have freedom. I think it's wiser, smarter to say, oh, I'm, I think I'll do it in six and still have a life. So, What's the challenge? Well, as I said, the first is that it sneaks up on us. We don't intend to neglect our loved ones or let our health go or sit too long at a desk so we get varicose veins. We, we don't plan on those things. We just let them happen. It happens like so much if we don't proactively resist. So how do we achieve balance when we have demands and deadlines and pressures and you know, and we're trying to make a name for ourselves. We're trying to get ahead. Maybe we have financial pressure, et cetera, et cetera. Even our relationships, our loved ones are pressuring us to go to work. How do we, how do we find balance? This movie, this radio show is about finding certainty, but how do we find balance in our lives? How do we create it? 
how do we how do we make it truly a characteristic that is a part of who we are that becomes second nature which is ultimately our goal with any positive characteristic right we want it to become second nature we want it to become habitual we want it to become something that we do without having to think about it well i would say three tips or three insights can help number one we have to decide that it's important okay if it's not important to you you're not going to work at it maybe you need to understand why it's so important in order for it to become important but i believe that's the first step you decide that it's important and you remind yourself why and maybe ask for help i talked earlier about having mentors that will lead you uh, in the right way, help you avoid the same mistakes. My parents are some two of my strongest mentors. I learned from them what to do and not to do in a business. I've learned from them many things that have helped me, I think, in some ways, do better than they've done. In other ways, I'm still trying to catch up. But I think, secondly, it's not enough to decide that you want to accomplish this, but you have to put it down in writing. You have to write down your goals, put them on a, a wall. We've all heard about vision boards by uh, John Asraf and others. Um, I think we have to keep it front of mind. We have to keep visualizing what it is we're working for. I have a vision board, a goal board that I look at every day. I read my goals. I look at the pictures. It reminds me about my kids, my wife, the things I'm working for. It's a daily reminder, a constant reminder that this is important to me and these are my why. And so I need those reminders because otherwise I get sucked in. Life and business and work and the pressures of, of our existence, they will consume us if we aren't careful. So, and that takes us to the third tip. I believe we have to set up systems and safeguards. We have to, we, we need help whether it's a mentor, a goal sheet, a, a calendar, an alarm that goes off and reminds us to stop and eat. These are systems and safeguards that will help us get to where we want to go. We have to choose that it's important, we have to put it in, uh, in, in front of mind, in front of our eyes, and we have to set up systems, safeguards, tools and helps to make sure we get there. We all need that. We can't do it on our own. Part of the problem with accountability is we, we fall into a victim stance. We, we sit and wait instead of saying, what else can I do? How, who, you know, and, and asking for help and setting up helps like this along the way. There's a fourth tip, if I had to add one, and that is just consistent, persistent effort. We, we, we keep trying. None of us does it perfectly. We all fall short, but if we don't, pick ourselves back up and keep moving, we'll never get to where we want to go. I remember a time my daughter Brighton, oh, she's a award-winning gymnast. She actually went to University of Oregon as a duck on the, the uh, tumbling team. Phenomenal gymnast, right? I remember her once at a meet up in Oregon when we lived there, and she was doing the balance beam. And she did a backflip on the beam once, lost her balance, fell off the beam, and she literally looked like she bounced off a trampoline and jumped right back up on the beam and kept going. 
And even though she fell, she didn't let it throw off her routine. She didn't waste any time commiserating. She didn't get frustrated. She literally didn't even slow down. She bounced right back up and kept going. If you had had turned to talk to someone for two seconds, you would have missed it. And she still got over a nine point. Uh, I think it was a 9.5 score. The, the judges were so impressed with her consistent, persistent effort that they still gave her an extraordinary score. I mean, she's, a, she's an amazing gymnast. I have a picture of her as a little girl with five gold medals on her chest, and she's looking like, yeah, I'm all that. All that and a bag of chips, right? But, but I, I love that example when it comes to balance or when it comes to any effort of not slowing down. In a sense, we have to be out of balance in our pursuit of balance. We have to, at times, put everything we have into it and not slow down. They, they say we need to fail forward. Well, I would, add, I would add to that that we need to fail forward quickly. Don't waste time. Don't commiserate. Don't sit and complain or get depressed or discouraged or just move on in balance in anything that we're trying to accomplish. It's one of the most important things we can do. Obviously, that's a little bit different example coming off a balance beam, but the principle or the lesson that it teaches us, I think, is a really important one. We are up against our second break, second and last break. I always say the show goes by so fast. I still have lots I want to share, but I better speed up a little bit. But when I come back, I'm going to share with you two more examples from my life that changed how I view balance and taught me some really important lessons. So don't go away. This is Patrick Lang with Finding Certainty. We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T E A M, like Mary.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty. T-E-A-M, like Mary.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Welcome back to Finding Certainty. Um, This is Patrick Lang, and we're talking about the topic of balance today. I've shared a couple of examples from my family and my children. Uh, I wanted to share two more examples from my life, both of them from an experience I had while living in Anchorage, Alaska. I actually uh, went to Alaska for the summer once for a summer job selling Yellow Page advertising, and I ended up staying for six years. And it was an extraordinary experience. It was, it was one of those choices in my life where I chose to 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 incorporate more balance into my life. It was something I'd always wanted to do. I'm an avid fisherman. I'd always wanted to see Alaska, and I I just made it happen. And you know, I talk about my my daughter Brighton and her gymnastics. She, on, and this this principle of consistent, persistent performance. Um, so often with anything we want to accomplish, it's making that decision, it's writing it down, and then it's putting in systems in place. In my case, it was taking a job that forced me to move to Alaska. And at the end of that six months, I I decided to stay. So I found another job that allowed me to keep going. See, I had a friend who... Uh, uh, was an employer of mine in Alaska. His name is Rocky Brew. He owned a a uh, very successful petroleum company, multi-million dollar company called Inlet Petroleum. But he also owned a small advertising firm. And he called it his creative outlet. This was a system that he put in place to force him to have more balance in his life, to get him away from the big petroleum company Across town in this little small office with five employees where we've got to be creative and we got to be focused on helping customers and and, and putting out fires. And, you know, it, it was just this, it was this creative outlet for him. Um, it forced him to think differently, to do something different. You know, I look at the same thing. I have to set up systems and standards if I want to accomplish these goals. Like, if I don't leave my phone in my bag or even in the trunk, it's very difficult for me to not text and drive, right? Because things are going coming at me 100 miles an hour, and I can easily fall prey to the temptation to text and drive. And so I have to put a system in place to avoid that. I think we all do. It's not because we're weak or, or we, we don't care. It's because we need, we need help. It's like driving with a, a seatbelt. We put our seatbelt on to protect us from getting hurt, from something we don't want happening, happening to us. It's the same way. Rocky started Klondike Advertising, this little creative outlet, because he wanted to put a safeguard in place to make sure he wasn't solely focused on money, on wealth, on big corporations, on politics. I mean, all the other crap he had to deal with. At, at Inlet Petroleum. So I, I, I found that to be a really valuable lesson. I read a book years ago called Light Her Fire. There's another one called Light His Fire by Ellen Kreidman, was the author. 
And she says that you have to, if you want your relationship to work, you have to put in guidelines and rules and, and systems and standards, as I call them. She says, you should kiss your spouse every day for 10 seconds. That's a long kiss if you count it out. She said, you want your relationship to work, you've got to put these standards in place. She said, try it. 10 seconds. She said, you need to go on a date night every week. Have a standing date night that nothing else violates. It's not a double date. It's not a group date. It's a one-on-one, just you two every week. And she recommends you do it the same night, same time, so you know it's going to happen. This is an example of putting in a standard or a system in place to make sure a priority occurs in your life, to make sure balance happens. She talks about getting away quarterly, at least once a quarter as a couple, if not more often. She says, I don't care if you can't afford it, put it on a credit card. If you don't spend it now, you're going to spend it in divorce court later. She said, go camping, do something free, but get away as a couple. So I've always remembered that. Fantastic books, a whole bunch more tips and ideas that I always remembered. Light her fire and light his fire. Another interesting look at balance, but I think really important reminders. It's more than just systems. Sometimes, you know, it's obvious. I, you know, we're, we work hard. We, we, are, we have these uh, goals. We, uh, but we have to set up safeguards in place. Otherwise, things creep in. You know, if I don't set an alarm reminding me what time it is to stop and eat dinner with my wife, I can work till 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And to her credit, she's really patient. She doesn't have the best health, so she sleeps a lot. She's, but we can go the whole evening. I can go into the one, one, two o'clock in the morning if I'm not careful. I have to set up safeguards like an alarm <laughs> reminding me what time it is. A lot of balance comes down to discipline, accountability, asking that same question, not only what else can I do, but how am I doing? What can I do better? Um, it's... And I think it's important for us to, to admit or remind ourselves that it's okay to not be a workaholic. It's okay to have boundaries. It's okay to say no or to admit when we feel overwhelmed. Someone questions our work ethic, time will tell. Right now, I'm not, I'm not promoting being lazy, promoting shirking our responsibilities. I'm promoting having balance. I think it's important for us as employers to understand this and to model it, to encourage it. To, to We need to be sensitive to this. Um, I think we need to encourage and welcome balance in our employees' lives. It's okay for them to work to live, not live to work. I think the Europeans understand this. They have their ferrier in Italy uh, where most Europeans take off a month or two, maybe six weeks or more every year to travel. I think it makes them, in many respects, happier and healthier, and their employers encourage it. It's about physical and mental health. It's about relationships. It creates loyalty. It creates employee satisfaction. I'm not talking about people never working, but I think employers are starting to understand this. They're giving people the ability to work from home and work remotely and have more paid time off or PTO, more vacation time. 
or bonuses, maternity leave, et cetera, et cetera. I think the more we understand that, not only do our employees, are they not only are they happier, not only are they more loyal, but I believe they're more productive. When you come back from vacation, usually your your batteries are charged. And so it's a really smart, not only principle for finding certainty, but it's also a really smart principle for becoming profitable. As employers, we need to understand this and support it. We need to have realistic quotas and deadlines and expectations. I think we need to be a good example and model it for our team members. We need to get rid of the guilt. I think we need to support our people better than we do. So it's more than just systems too. This is not just a goal. This should become a character a characteristic. It should become a habit. It should really become a way of life. Whether as an employer or as an entrepreneur, I think we need to actively and proactively try to incorporate it into our lives and into the lives of our employees. I remember an employer I had called Fetzer Architectural. They're a hundred-year-old woodworking firm. They do gorgeous work for the all the Apple stores, they do all the Apple wood tables, they do, you know, wood paneling in courthouses and yachts and all kinds of things. Really an amazing hundred-year-old company. One of the things they did, though, is they participated in what is called the corporate games. And we would go and compete against other companies in volleyball and horseshoes and softball and, you know, a dozen different sports. And You know, I don't remember anything else about working for Fetzer, but I remember those games. And I remember how how fun it was and the the medals we won and just and and how bonding it was with our team. I don't think they did anything else that was more valuable when it came to company uh, morale and employee production. There's an important lesson there. Another friend of mine from uh, Alaska was a guy named John Denny. I didn't agree with everything he did, a little bit of you know, foul-mouthed and, and so forth, but he was a great example of someone who, just like my son Evan, sucked the marrow out of life. He was constantly fishing and riding his snow machine and, and, and you know, just hunting and fishing. And it, I mean, just going 100 miles an hour, enjoying his life. And yet he worked hard when he was on the clock. And he had a couple of side businesses. And and yet, he was, he was a really good example for me for someone who didn't just sit and let moss grow on his hind end, but actually someone who really tried to incorporate balance into his life, to suck the marrow out of life. See, sacrifice plus balance is the key to a good life. And you have to have some of both. You can't be all the way one way or the other, you're truly out of balance. I think it's important to consider creating multiple streams of income if you can, to have a side gig. The more income you have, usually the more balance you can develop and create. Um, pay the price to create more opportunity to have more balance in your life, but also remember that it's okay if it doesn't happen overnight. I think it's more valuable to do something in five years rather than two if along the way you don't ruin your relationships, ruin your health, and lose sight of what's most important, we get impatient, right? We're anxious for things to happen. 
But I believe if we'll slow down a little bit and be realistic, in the long run, we won't have regrets. We do need to avoid the someday syndrome. You know, someday I'll stop working. Someday I can slow down. Someday I can afford to have a life. Um, we need to work hard and play hard. A long work day deserves a break. And there is satisfaction in working hard. But if that's all you do, eventually you'll burn out. It's hard to find balance in our lives, but it's so important. You just don't want to wake up and realize it's too late. You know, we all have a dream of retiring, right? Doing what we want to do. Well, maybe you can get there faster if you start a, a side gig, start a business, do network marketing, do write a book, do something that gives you hope for a, a brighter future. Start now. Don't wait. Uh, you're going to have more energy. You're going to your loved ones will appreciate it. And even if you have to make adjustments, go on the cheap, go camping instead of to Hawaii, they are going to remember those times, and your relationships will thank you. I watch my cats; they sleep about 18 hours a day. Well, that's probably a little out of balance, but it does remind me how important it is to stop and slow down. I think it would get, uh, it sounds pretty good to me to sleep 18 hours, but I think it would get old after the first week or so. I talked on the second break about my son, Evan, how he's such a great example of someone who is constantly seeking more out of life. He's constantly sucking the marrow out of life. He works hard. He's a hard worker. He's got great work ethic, but he plays hard. And I love that. As I look at the examples from my life with Rocky and John and my parents, our family, we need to have balance in our pursuit of balance. Remember the four reminders. Decide it's important. Write down your why and your goals. Put them in front of your face where you remember it often. Set up systems and safeguards, whatever those are for you to help make it happen. And then put in that consistent persistent effort. When you get knocked down, when you fall short, just like Brighton on her balance beam, jump right back up and keep going. It's not about the score, but I thought seeing her get that 9.5, even when even with the fall, I mean, that never happens. It was such a great reminder of how important it is to not get knocked off your game and not give up. Like anything, we'll keep getting better. We just make the effort, try to be balanced in that effort. But if we keep proactively pursuing it, I've said many times I should change the name of my show from finding certainty to creating it, to pursuing it, to developing it. It is a proactive effort. It doesn't just happen. I wish the very best. Thanks for listening to me today. Whether you're learning from your pets or your kids or your mentors, coworkers, Open up your eyes, take the blinders off, and ask yourself, how am I doing? How can I do better? What else can I do? Do that, and you will find more certainty in your life. You will continue to get better, and in the process, you'll experience joy. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. See you next week. I have a couple of fantastic guests coming over the next two weeks. I hope you'll come and join us. Talk to you later, and take care. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Finding Certainty. 
We hope you've gained some more insight into how to create more certainty in your own business or nonprofit. Join us next week for another taste of the certainty experience. Until then, we wish you greater certainty in all that you do.